Hello, and welcome to Globetrotter. I am your host, India Bartram. On this show, I'll be taking you on a world tour, diving into different areas of the world and exploring their cultures. I'll be talking to tourists and locals from varying countries in hopes to get a complete picture and gain insight on traveling and living there. In today's episode, we'll be exploring Thailand. For our local perspective, we have Suhani, a Syracuse student from the country. And for our tourist perspective, I'm going to be talking to my dad, Sean. I'm very excited to hear what both my guests have to say. I'll get more into my guests' backgrounds and their connections to Thailand soon, but right now I'd like to set the scene and give a little bit of background information on the country. So to start with the very basic geography and layout of the country, Thailand is located in Southeast Asia and it's bordered by Myanmar in the west and then Laos and Cambodia in the east and finally the Andaman Sea and Gulf of Thailand in the south. There's a ton of diverse geography and regions within the country. It holds large cities like Bangkok, mountainous areas like Chiang Mai, and then tropical beaches on its coasts and islands. It's really well known for its opulent royal palaces, ancient ruins, and ornate temples. Thailand is a pretty mid-sized country population-wise with 69.95 million people. Its capital is Bangkok and this is also its most populated city with 5.1 million people. Thailand has so much incredible deep-rooted culture. One of the many things the country is known for is its food. Thai food consists of many rice or noodle dishes, curries, soups, and much more. In addition to its incredible food, another key influence of Thai culture is Buddhism. The Buddhist belief system plays a big role in day-to-day life, and Buddhist temples can be seen everywhere all throughout the country. Partly due to its vibrant and interesting culture, Thailand is a hot tourist destination. In 2019, almost 40 million tourists entered Thailand. And due to the pandemic, the country was closed to tourists from March 2020 to August 2020. In those last months of 2020, the country received a little over 10,000 tourists. But tourism is now picking back up, and according to Reuters, the country is aiming for at least 5 million tourists in 2022, and hopefully up to 15 million. So, where do all these tourists love to go? Three of the top tourist destinations in Thailand are one Bangkok, two Chiang Mai, and three Phuket. A huge part of visiting Bangkok for tourists is seeing all the historical temples like Wat Arun and Wat Pho. Chiang Mai, on the other hand, is a northern province with a calmer vibe than Bangkok. This area is very mountainous and provides a lot of opportunities to get out of the city and explore nature. Finally, Phuket is one of Thailand's world-famous islands, known by young travelers for the nightlife and beautiful beaches. Okay, so let's get into our first guest, Suhani. Suhani is a freshman at Syracuse looking to study kinesiology and exercise science. Her family is originally Indian and her great-grandfather moved to Thailand years ago. So she's a Thai national and her family currently lives in Bangkok. Before coming to Syracuse, she attended the International School of Bangkok and had been going there since her primary school years. Suwani and I had a wonderful conversation about what it was like growing up in Bangkok, and she also gave some helpful insight on being a tourist in Thailand. I'm here with Suhani. She's a freshman at Syracuse, um, and she's going to tell us a little bit about living in Thailand. So I guess I first want to ask you, you went to international school, you told me. So I'm kind of curious, like what your the international school experience was like in Bangkok. Um, Like growing up in an international school, I was like surrounded by like a people from like a lot of different countries. So it was like very diverse for me. And I'm very fortunate to have been able to like go to a school that's like kind of opens me to see like a lot of different cultures. 
So I think it really like helped me like shape my character as like a person as well. So you were like in kind of the city. Did you did you live in the city or did you just go to school there or what was that? Like? Yeah, so so I lived like right in the heart of the city, which is like where everything like the malls and most of my friends were. Where my school was was like it was I, like I lived an hour away from my school because it was like in more of a mm -hmm. suburban area. So I would like have to like go on the bus like every day for like an hour, but yeah, I like so much prefer living in the city just because like living up there is just a little bit isolating. So did you spend like a lot of time like after school in the city or like on the weekends, stuff like that? Um, Yeah, for the weekends, I was usually like back at home, like in the city, because that's like where majority of my friends were. I still had like a lot of friends from my school. So like I would like stay after school and like hang around there. But it was like really nice to have like a balance of like the two, because like sometimes the city can be like a bit like overwhelming. Um, So I'm kind of curious, like, what kind of things did you do for fun as a teen like in Bangkok or like my whole family lives in Bangkok I would, like spend a lot of time with them and like we have really nice malls as well and since I lived in like the heart of the city we had like really nice restaurants so I would like go there with my friends and it was just it was really really fun and like we have like amusement parks as well a bit further out so but me and my friends would go there as well during like our free time like whenever yeah. we could and we have like safari world which is like a like a lot of my friends love that so what kind of what kind of like animals were there um there was like an orangutan I remember and me and my friends went there for her like for my friend's birthday and like it spit on us and like we all like remember that <laughs> I don't know why it's a core memory now so were there any other like places you frequented like either growing up or like as a teen um like outside of the city that you you really enjoyed oh like we have really nice beaches like Phuket is like a really popular tourist destination so uh, like me and my family like we and the beach is three like a three hour drive away okay. from Bangkok so me and my family we'd like go there on the weekend sometimes just to like even if it's just for like a day trip we'd like chill there for the day and then come back it's really really beautiful um so something that I know like the tourist I'm talking to and myself like really loves about Thailand is the food so I'm kind of curious like I know also your parents are Indian like were there any like like what were your favorite like homemade dishes either like Thai or Indian or like a mix of both something like that I love Thai and Indian food it's probably like my favorite for like Thai food I know everyone loves like pad Thai that's it's really good but my favorite is the it's called like khao pad krapao it's like basil leaves and then it's like minced pork you can have it with like beef or chicken as well but I don't have beef I usually either have it with chicken or pork and then you have it with like a fried egg it's so good and the food there's also really spicy so yeah I feel like when when I went they would like I don't know how often like if you go out to a restaurant like I, I was probably going to more of the touristy places but I definitely was asked like a couple times like oh do you want this spicy and I always wanted to say like yes but like kind of knowing that I probably couldn't handle it in reality yeah, like even if you say you want it a bit spicy that's already like a lot yeah <laughs> did you like go out to eat a lot or was it more like home cooking like do you cook yourself we like I like my maid usually cooks for us or like we do go out and we eat as well like the food is just like in Thailand like it can't compare to anywhere else a mix of both probably um do you have any like favorite places to eat that like like you always go back to that you could like recommend like for Thai food I really like the street food honestly like like there's this thing called like kathio it's like noodles with like um like fish balls and like you 
like they usually have it on the street like every like like soy which is kind of like that means like a block they usually like have that around everywhere so I usually eat there especially in Bangkok like I know it's one of the biggest like tourist sites for Thailand and Thailand is a pretty touristy country and I'm kind of um curious like do you come a lot of tourists like at home or is it kind of more of a um like separated type of thing like what has your like experience been with that I mean for me personally like in Bangkok I don't encounter like as many tourists as I do when I'm like at the beach or something because that's where most of like where I see most of the tourists because I feel like where I live is just it's a very like local area for you know Thai people like who like Mm -hmm. live around there so I actually don't see as many tourists as I like when I think about it yeah um when you when you do like go to the beach like and there are like all the tourists like do you interact with them like do you observe them like how do you feel like they're like I'm sure it's easy to spot like people that like aren't from the country um but are there any like I don't know signals um I don't really talk to them um but like I can tell like when they're tourists because like they're like you know they they're like buying the souvenirs or they're like taking like a bunch of photos yeah yeah that's that's mostly it I think yeah I mean that makes sense for sure um and then I'm kind of I'm curious like this is kind of also a travel podcast so kind of more geared towards people who want to like travel to Thailand or are like interested in it or really just traveling in general um so what do you think people should definitely do when they go to Thailand for vacation um well I think Thailand like it's very known for the beaches so like definitely if you if you know someone wants to come to Thailand they should they like have to go to the beach like it's Mm -hmm. something you need to do Mm -hmm. or like I also they have really beautiful like temples like it's so so beautiful and like the rivers as well I also like would like the malls are really really nice (laughs) so I would that's somewhere I would probably like recommend going like but like where I live it's very like I said it's like very local so yeah not like around that area yeah definitely um and then kind of going off of that another theme that I want to like draw into this is kind of how to be like a responsible tourist um like you said you've traveled uh sounds like a lot like I'm curious kind of how you do that how you kind of feel like how how you feel like people who are coming to Thailand should can be a little more responsible about their tourism any thoughts on that um well the thing about Thailand is like it, it's like it's a country that really values respect mm-hmm. like that's like the, like even when I left Thailand like that was like even when I came here like that was the one thing that I kept like thinking of because I was like Thailand is very like like respect is number one like when you're talking to someone like every time I meet like my grandparents like I always have to like so what the because it's like a sign for respect so like like not like obnoxiously talking on the phone like when you're in public like just stuff like that like just keep like very respectful yeah definitely um I'm kind of something I noticed when I was there and I'm curious to see like if you think this like is true I mean this is a complete observation but I felt like everyone and I also went when um the country was just becoming open to like tourists after covid 
I felt like everyone, like all the locals followed like the rules so well. And it was like, everyone was very, um, I don't know. Yeah, like you said, like respectful of each other and, and definitely just like rule abiding. And you could kind of tell who, who wasn't a tourist or who was a tourist because they would have like their mask off or like something like that when yeah. they weren't supposed to. So is, is that kind of go along with the respect, like value, like, yeah. Cause like even before I came to Syracuse, we were, everyone was still like wearing masks when they like went outside. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, totally yeah. different. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Very different from how it was in the U S like at the time and still is now for sure. Um, yeah, and it was just, it was a little, like, crazy to me that people weren't, like, the tourists, some tourists that I saw, like, especially in Bangkok, weren't, um, weren't complying with the rules in, like, some place that wasn't their home, but, um, yeah, that's just something I noticed. That was really cool to me. I'm, I'm, I'm big on rule following <laughs> and stuff like that in respect, so. Um, well, thank you so much. I really appreciate talking to you. Um, you had a lot of great insight. Thank you so much. Your loved ones are complex, beautiful creatures, but Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. Whether you're shopping for mom, dad, teenagers, in-laws, or your best friends, Uncommon Goods makes it easy to find remarkable and truly original gifts for anyone. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com SWF. That's uncommongoods.com SWF for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. I am very excited for my next guest, my dad, Sean. Sean is an experienced world traveler from England. Um, most of his traveling was done before I was born in 2001, but he has also taken me and my family on some incredible vacations. Out of all the places he has gone, his favorite is by far Thailand. He has been to Thailand three separate times, for two months in 1992, one month in 1997, and most recently, about two weeks in 2021, going into the new year, 2022. For his first two trips, he was a solo backpacker, and for his last trip, he was with me, my mom, and my sister on a family vacation. You'll hear him talk about all three trips during our conversation. All right, welcome Sean to the podcast. Um, Sean's going to be our tourist perspective um, for our episode, and he's going to talk about what it's um, like traveling in Thailand, um, kind of comparing the 90s to the 2020s. Um, so I'm very excited to talk to him, see what he has to say. I'm going to first start off with asking you about like that comparison, um, I guess over like a 30 year gap. Um, is there anything that like jumped out to you right away when we were there in 2022 that was very different from the 90s? I mean, the first place we hit was Bangkok. And I guess I was doing it in a different style to begin with because, you know, I was there as a backpacker. Bangkok itself was a lot more pleasant than I remember it. It used to be somewhere you had to go in order to get to the places you wanted to go to. Um, there was stuff to see there and, you know, I actually did have a lot of fun, but it was, you know, it's a dirty, crowded, smelly, oppressive, it's seedy and pretty dangerous place if you, um, strayed into the wrong areas, you know, it was a, but it, it was, it was a lot of fun, not a nice place to visit for years after going to Bangkok. If I, if it was a hot day and I'd smell sewage, 
I, it would remind me, I, I go instantly back to Bangkok. We really didn't see that in the 20s. It's, it's, it's a really nice place. You know, w- when I was there in the early 90s, the only place that had air conditioning was the, the 7-Elevens. And uh, so I spent, you know, everybody loved the 7-Elevens. And, um, you know, I'd go in and get my Fanta Slurpee and cool down. But uh, other than that, none of the buildings, certainly that I would, was visiting had air conditioning none of the hotels you know there were the big it was the mandarin oriental and uh all the hotels that had been there forever but um there certainly wasn't the proliferation of hotels that uh that we saw I, you know I, i'm guessing half you know most of the hotels were built in the last 30 years um i'm kind of curious about your experiences with food in during all your trips do you like share any meals with locals were you like ever push out of your comfort zone any interesting stories surrounding food? Yeah, so I think my first trip to Thailand was also my first exposure to really exotic food. You know, the first thing, certainly down the islands, I ate, I remember eating a lot of of squid because I'm like, well, I'll try it. And I loved it. And, and, you know, straight out of the ocean onto your plate, Um, super fresh. I remember we, we we took a bus ride to go to the to this restaurant, which was known for having the spiciest tom yum soup in in Bangkok, and uh, must have taken us a couple of hours to get there. Jump going from tech uh, from river taxis to buses and whatever. We sat down. We're really excited. The lady brings out the bowl. It's just me and this other guy, only Westerners in there. And um, she says, "How spicy you want it?" We said, "Like regular spicy." She brings it out. It's bright red. Looks awesome. Take one spoonful and. It was just insanely hot and we couldn't eat anymore and spent two hours getting back to our hotel. Other than that, my first trip, oh, I remember in the islands, actually the islands, the, the shrimp was super, super good. The tiger shrimp, they're like huge things, really good. The second time I went in 97 was more of like, ooh, I ate snake or ooh, I had rat uh, rather than, you know, oh, this, this is really tasty. And it was. One of the most interesting meal I had was when I was actually in Kanchanaburi. We were, Kanchanaburi is, this, is where Bridge Over the River Kwai is. And um, you can go see the Bridge Over the River Kwai, you know, watch the movie first, read the book, whatever, uh, learn the history. When we went there, you know, you trek through town and then through, through the jungle, follow the tra- training tracks through the jungle. You look at the bridge, say, that's cool. But then you'd kind of done. There's there's a tourist thing now, you know, like a visitor center there now, I believe. Kanchanaburi itself is really cool. It's it's on the river. We stayed at this place where the actual guests, yeah, I don't want to call it the restaurant because the way they were set up is you'd eat there, but you'd also hang out there all day. And at this place, there were no chairs, no tables. They had those uh, triangular cushions, I think, from the Karen tribes, uh, which everybody just lie on them. And, you know, those who partook would lie down, get stoned all day, just watch the boats, whatever. It's, it was really relaxed. Um, the weekends were always also really fun because they is karaoke destination for the people from Bangkok. I can't remember how long I stayed, stayed there, but I was there during the week and the weekend. And at the weekend, all the places opened up to do karaoke. They had barges going up and down the river doing karaoke parties. When, when we were there, I think before the weekend, there was, it was me and one other guy. The owner, um, you, always, you always dealt with the matriarch of the family, right? You very rarely dealt with the dad or whoever you know, was doing that stuff. So you're always dealing with the, uh, 
the mothers. She asked if we wanted to join them for lunch. They said they're having some kind of party. That's something about Thailand people need to realize as well, especially back then is not everybody speaks English like you expect in any other tourist place in the world. So a lot of this was like pidgin English and gestures and whatnot, but we got the idea. So like, sure. And I, I think I think the reason we were invited is because they couldn't really have this party with us lying around smoking, right? So um, they, they had a choice, either tell us to go away or, or bring us into it. And so they laid out on the, on the floor on this big mat, like enough food for like 30 people. There must have been like about eight of us, including us. And uh, sat around or stood around for a while and they went about their business. The food was there. So we just stood around waiting. And then some monks showed up. The family came out. They brought, they had a baby. The monks, you know, burned some incest, did some chanting, you know, rang some bells, banged some gongs. Yeah, it was a, it was a Buddhist um, christening. Once the ceremony was finished, the monks sat down at the mat by themselves. Everybody all just sat, stood back. They ate what they wanted and left. Uh, once they'd left, we sat down with the family and, um, you know, the Mekong whiskey came out. It's this cheap, nasty rice whiskey. And we started eating and I didn't recognize anything that was being served there. I remember there was like, it was like a big jelly thing, you know, like a, one of those big jelly molds, but it was apparently meat, all kinds of weird stuff. And some of it was like super, super tasty, but it was all really different. And there was like, must've been like 30 different dishes there and the family's talking around stuff. So, and in, and in the middle of this, this all going on there, they're trying to talk to me a little bit, but um, you know, the uncles showed up and somehow we figured out for you. I was told that he was a policeman. He started shouting at me. Um, or both of us, like, you have cocaine, you have cocaine. And we're like, no, no. And the brother starts saying, you bad people, you have cocaine, my brother, policeman. At this point, you know, we're starting to really crap ourselves. They're starting to get pretty agitated. And Thai people do not get angry. Showing anger is a serious weakness. So if somebody gets angry at you, you need to, you, you, you're pretty worried. Because if they show anger, they are seriously, seriously angry with you. And the land of the smiles gone and and you're in danger you're in trouble and he's a policeman and he could put me away so you know we and at this point we've been drinking whiskey we've been smoking and stuff and we didn't know what the hell's going on so we're at the verge of crying or peeing ourselves and then all of a sudden the two brothers just start literally roll you know we're eating on the floor start rolling around the floor laughing and passing themselves right the, it was kind of funny that the, the mother she knew what was going on but after she let it go on but then afterwards she was like took her flip-flops off and she's hitting the father god god knows what she was saying because it was all in Thai. but so that was funny it was it was it was you know, it was scary as hell. Some of the best things that happen to you in life are because of bad decisions or things going wrong. Um, some of the worst are as well. That could have gone. We could have ended up in jail. As it was, it, we had a great time. Really got to, we got to experience a family Buddhist christening. I mean, that was awesome. We got to have food with a family in Thailand. Food I've never seen, but I've not seen since. That was also awesome. And, and just an amazing part of the world. 2022, huge part of the vacation for me was to get back to the food. Do you have some things you're really glad we did? Some things um, you wish we had done? So we did the bicycle tour in Bangkok. That was awesome. So we... Um, but we cycled, we started off by cycling through uh, 
the Chinatown, which for me was like the old Bangkok. And we went through the flower market. It was insane. It was loud. It was crazy. Part of that tour, we then went on the boats around the canals outside of the the main drag of Bangkok. And that was a lot of fun. Highly recommend that. Uh, The tour also had cycling around what they called the plantations, because I think maybe when the tour started 20 years ago, that was plantations out there. Now it's just a suburb of Bangkok. It's good to see pretty standard houses. People don't all live in the craziness of Bangkok. It's like everywhere else that you go outside the city and people have, you get quiet suburbs. So that was a lot of fun. You know, we obviously we stopped at some temples. You know, it's quite easy to go on the top 10, do all that stuff, the watts, the palace, all that kind of stuff. It's all great. The cooking class we did in Chiang Mai was a lot of fun. It's a little hokey. You know, a lot of people say it's not really a cooking class it's just you know you cook but the food we made was actually really good i learned some stuff there for for we did like five four dishes in the space of a couple of hours i learned some stuff about some of the ingredients and and stuff which going into it i thought it's going to be hokey i'm not going to learn anything but it will be fun but but i did it was great cooking with you guys what was one of your fun things i mean yeah the bike the bike tour definitely stood out I would recommend that company. And then we had that nice meal in the middle of it, like on the water. That to me, it felt like a family place. Yes, absolutely. Even though we were like brought there by a company, but I felt like we saw things that, yeah, we definitely wouldn't have seen on our own. That's the key, right? So if you go there as a tourist, you can be led or just get taxis to where you need to go to. I mean, one of the coolest things mom and I did, because we were there Christmas Eve, is we went to a Christmas mass. And that was just cool, being in the middle of Bangkok, in this big church with you know all the Thai Catholics. Um, that was just a unique experience. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Chiang Mai, the thing for Chiang Mai, first of all, you, you're, out of, you're out of Bangkok, and it's kind of like a a sigh of relief to a degree because it's a lot quieter but just walking around um seeing the place and um just being there we did that awesome like nature like that hike right yes like, I, I don't even know how i would recommend that because we randomly um like that guy was our taxi driver he 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 was so we we got off we got off the train and and he was um he was our taxi driver back to the we you know just went in the car park and got a taxi driver, and he showed the brochures. Again, it's 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 pretty easy. You know, again, top ten things to do in Chiang Mai will come out as trekking will be number one, and going to visit that mountain is two or three. It was an easy. It was it's not trekking. It was a hike, but it was it was beautiful. It was whole new aspect of thailand that you can see in a day guide was nice it's not expensive it's a good day out so i also want to tie in kind of a theme of like being a tourist but also trying to be like a responsible tourist whether that be like keeping the environment or like cultural concerns in mind do you have any advice on that is that something you think about when you travel has that like changed um since you first started traveling yeah um i do think about it a lot i try wherever we go to respect wherever we're visiting not just from an ecological point of view but you know we're, we're guests there and i see too many people just treating entire country as a yeah you know, they think they're on vacations so or everybody there is to serve them that really bugs me just you got to be nice to people respect the fact that you they're letting you stay there and respect their cultures and and their rules um like i said we talked about the the only people who weren't wearing masks were westerners you know and that's just that's like we're more important than you are your rules don't apply to us. That just made me so mad. As far as the ecology is concerned, respect the rules there. It, it's it's tough. Do I think that people going there would have the same experience I did? And I think 
Uh, a lot of the answer is no, because when I was there, a lot of it, I wouldn't say it didn't need to be protected, but it wasn't over-touristed. So, you know, there were things that we could do there that, that you can't do now. You could swim in the waterfalls, you could go hiking in certain places, you know, a lot of stuff which you can't do now because it's become over-touristed. I saw an article once about, you know, I went to a place in Krabby. Krabby is a place I went to in the first couple of times, beautiful art place and literally you know it was me and half a dozen other people on the beach and now it's a major tourist destination and there's this one island you go to i think it was in a james bond movie and you go hang out on the beach and you know there's me and one other guy there now they have like over a thousand people visiting a day and they've had to shut it down because all the boats were kind of churning up the coral and the, the fish and just making it a nasty place you know i think it's obviously important that they do that and i respect that at the same time am i glad that i did it before then it's a it's a compromise between looking after the environment and shutting things down if you have these beautiful places in the world and these amazing experiences it'd be a shame that people can't do them it's also you got to respect okay so we've got to look after we've got to shut down the tourism here but a lot of people make their living from that and take that away from them is, is tough. I mean, you got to, it, it's a case by case basis for sure. One of the things that worries me is, you know, Thailand has, you know, when we were there, I was looking at the Thai news the whole time and they were taking the, the pandemic as a potential reboot of their tourism industry. They kind of like shut it down. Like, okay, let's kick it back up again, but let's do it differently. And what they're going to, what they want to do in order to reduce the amount of tourists is only have rich tourists and that would be super sad they'd make everything more expensive they'd have to pay tourist fees to get in there and i can see this happening it's a supply and demand right if you've got these beautiful places which you have to restrict the number of people going there because you need to preserve the environment then you've got a small supply and you got a demand of people who want to see it so the price goes up eventually only the rich will be able to see these places and um that would be a shame i mean that was one of the beautiful things about thailand when when i first went it's like your average person didn't know about it you're you know, when I suggested to anybody that I was going to Thailand, they're like, holy crap, are you insane? Whereas now it's um, it's like, yeah, yeah, I went there last summer. It's awesome. Yeah, it's the same anyway. Just try not to break anything. So we need to preserve these things, but also they still need to be open to the world to see them. Otherwise, it's just a, just a loss. Well, do you have any like last pieces of advice, maybe like some small logistical things that you liked about your trip just for people looking to travel to Thailand? Yeah. So don't get a taxi everywhere. Don't you know, walk between places. You know, if you, if you know where you're going, nine towns out of 10, you're going to see the coolest places in the, the lives of these people by walking between them, this, between getting there. Otherwise you're just living in a bubble between the restaurant and the hotel or, or the the what in the hotel don't be worried if things don't go out the way you plan places like thailand you know there's still still some challenges we had fun trying to get to the train it was it's uh it makes for a, a cool story it makes for an adventure and um you know a lot of times when you get lost you find places you, you never would have found otherwise so don't worry about it. spend spend as much time as there as you can um i i don't think you can you can spend too much time there but i thought we would you know we had two weeks and we didn't do a great deal if you if you you know add it all up but it still felt rushed um 
try and you know be respectful, learn some of the language. Thank you, hello, uh, is is essential. Um, I I try playing with the numbers and I I you know I I um, I think you know I think they appreciate you trying. Uh, I asked somebody once and they said no 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 we we like it when you try it because it's shows you're trying you know. Uh, take a lot of photos. Um, you know, being in the moment for sure, but it's so easy now with a phone, just lift it up, take a picture, you're done, right? One of my big regrets from the first couple of times I was there like 30 years ago is it was expensive for that stuff to, to take pictures compared to what it is now. And um, it, it's super cool when you get to my age, looking back 30 years ago and seeing yourself in these great places. Because where you are, wh wherever you go to now, is going to be different in 30 years. So you're going to have the same kind of stories. It's just going to be different stories. So, you know, you're going to have people say, oh, be in the moment, be in the moment. You can do both. Um, get massages. They're fun, cheap. And honestly, if you're going to be doing a lot of walking, you're going to need them. And uh, uh, just be nice to people. You know, um, think about where you are. People. One thing about the phone is these people's uh, lives depend on reviews on Yelp or whatever Google. So think about what you're doing. If your food's too spicy or the service is slow, just remember where you are um, and give them the benefit of the doubt. And uh, you know, if if they're really nasty or you've paid a fortune to go to the Hyatt or whatever and they, they suck, you know, go to town. But um, remember, these are a lot of these places are small family-owned businesses and maybe they just had a bad day. It, you know, if, if you went there, somebody had four-star four reviews and you think, no, this is too, maybe it's a bad day, just don't, don't review them. You know, don't be an ass. Um, yeah. Go. I, I mean, it's it's definitely one of my favorite places in the world, and uh, like I said, I'd go back in a heartbeat. Well, thank you so much. This was really interesting. Um, I'm very glad to hear your perspective on things. Um, yeah, thanks for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me. So I hope you enjoyed these conversations with Suhani and Sean and learned something new about Thailand. I know this is still a broad overlook at a country with many cultures and nuances, and, but I'm someone who loves traveling and I can also recognize that I will always be a tourist and need to be cognizant of my impact on an area I'm traveling to. Talking to one local isn't going to show exactly what it's like being from somewhere, but I'd like to think these conversations can frame travelers' minds in a way that will make their adventures more enriching and less detrimental to a community. I hope this episode sparked an interest to travel to Thailand and that you got some good tips. Join me for future episodes as I continue to trot the globe. Thank you for listening. <laughs>